She's coming with me, so. Welcome, welcome back. It is the Caddyshack Podcast, episode six. I'm going to eventually run out of fingers here to do this. But uh, no, it's been a couple weeks off. We, uh, we've we all been like super busy. There's been a bunch of events. Uh, and honestly, I think we laid the groundwork and the foundations for kind of how we got here. We talked about what we call the five C's and kind of all the practice, you know, what it is, why it makes sense, the co-sell, co-build, co-market, consumption, building champions and partnerships and friendships that your partners. And I think now like the goal for this was just to kind of be a little bit more relevant, topical, timely uh, with a lot of the events that have happened, certain tactics. Uh, and, and after we've laid that foundation, I think that's how we'll kind of progress moving forward. Also have big plans to start bringing some guests onto the show. Uh, and I think that'll be fun. So with that in mind, Barlos and I were talking about, you know, what should we talk about today? Uh, and he had a few topics that were very relevant today and just kind of some of the things that are going on. So we'll just kind of kick it off that way. So Barlos, take it away. Number one what was top of mind. Number one, I'd just like to uh, shout out to our 7,000 brothers and sisters that have fallen from AWS. Uh, life's not over. Just like to discuss that a little bit. Uh, and then if we can talk about events and the best way to work them. And uh, if you're not thinking of reInvent right now, what's wrong with you um you know that's that's a you know it's a lesson that we've all learned in the past of like don't wait till the day that reinvent sponsorships open up to think about what you're doing for reinvent uh and then i'd like to talk about uh whatever you guys want to talk about that's my topics that i have but let's get started on those so the seven thousand take it away that's yeah. a lot, man. That was a big impact. We saw it everywhere, right? Yeah. And I love that, you know, like what Caddyshack has done from, you know, kind of people stepping up. I've circulated some of those, you know, that that link of all the different jobs that are available out there to put in people's hands. And it's a, it was a dark day. It's been a dark week for sure. It's definitely impacted a lot of my, you know, priorities and a lot of the things that we've had out there. So I hate to see that. I mean, even today, as an example, we had, you know, we're taking out a bunch of the CSC Enterprise team to the Nationals game here in HQ2 and all gone. All of them, 50 people that we're going to go enjoy and do stuff like that with lunch and learning yesterday. Same thing. So it's 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 gnarly. I think um, it's definitely hate. They, the they still like they still like baseball and hot dogs. It's true. Yeah, but, so good luck getting the access to the tickets when AWS cuts your <laughs> emails off. Yeah, um, that's, that's a problem. And luckily it got rained out. But that's a different story. But no, the um, it, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting world out there. I think there's. You know, be, being the as optimi- optimistic as I am, right? It's the first time that AWS has ever had a riff, and it's a, you know really interesting just because they're so big and they've grown so fast, and and you know kind of this pivot is interesting from what Andy had decided to do with the organization, right? And lots of those things flowing around there. I I think um, it's a good and a bad thing, right? It's definitely bad. I hate to lose teammates. I had you know all sorts of activities going on with a lot of those teammates. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a, it's a it's an opportunity for partners to really step in even further than before. They're going to need more help. They have less bodies, and I think that's a you know part of our responsibility is you know making sure that we're highly aligned there, educating our people on our side to to to, to let them know that say hey look it's going to be a harder journey. It's you know lean in a little heavier than usual. I think it's a there's an opportunity for us to just really make a difference from from the partner perspective. Yeah, and. You know, um, this impact, a lot of people are blaming some of the Hyatt managers, but I've talked to some of those Hyatt managers. I know you guys have as well. And, you know, they they 
were not part of the decisions uh, of the, let's just get rid of a random 7,000 people. There was a lot of thought that was put into this. And let's not forget, AWS is here to make money. And yes, they did hire a lot of people and they were a lot of people heavy. Uh, and so I think that this is just going to force PDMs, ISRs, ISMs, XSMs, sales folks, everybody. They're going to have to step up a little bit more and pick up some slack. And uh, as we all know, AWS pays pretty good. So uh, I think that they'll be okay. And the ones that that have left, just if you're listening to this podcast, Caddyshack does have a link uh, that we can send to you. Reach out to us on LinkedIn um, and reach out to us and ask for the link if you don't have it. It should also be uh, given uh, into a space where you can reach out uh, uh, a couple of different people. Tia Wiggins is going to push that out to managers of the folks that have been left. And uh, so is Charles Lewis. He's going to be pushing that to the DMs of the people that have been let go. So pay attention to that. Those are jobs that partners need, AWS-centric folks. And uh, and we'll get you back on your feet. All right, enough. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, even for me, uh, I have uh, an open headcount for a position in New York. And in Monday morning, I've got an interview with someone who's let go that I know is way more more than qualified for the role that I need. So, um, yeah, friends helping friends out. And so, the other thing I will say is, many of these awesome folks at AWS are going to end up at ISVs and SIs doing roles like us. So, guess what? Now you're actually allowed to join Caddyshack. So uh, when that happens, uh, you know, we don't allow, we don't allow people who currently work at AWS in the cool kids club. So uh, when you're on the outside, you know, join and uh, you can kind of be on the inside. And don't even, don't even wait till you get the job. Like if, if you want to join, like if you're planning on being in alliances, not sales, but if you're an alliance person and you're looking for an alliance job, Feel free to reach out. We'll let you into the Caddyshack as uh, as that, and that can because a lot of our members find their jobs in the Caddyshack. I mean, uh, look at Jesus; he he's fantastic, and he uh, he runs the alliances for Prosperops. He found that job inside uh, our program. So there's a lot of people that find them in there, but you know that's that's unfortunately many of us have been in that situation. I'm sure many of us will be in that situation again. Uh, we just got to help help each other to make sure that everyone's working. And that's one of the reasons why Caddyshack is awesome, I think. Yeah, you know, it's funny. There's, right. a, there's a, another leader of leaders um, who's, I won't, he won't be named of this because I think today is his last day, but um, it was one of the first things he'd mentioned to me over over time was, he goes, sweet, now I can finally join Caddyshack. <laughs> that's what, that's exactly what he told me too. <laughs> so, yeah. Crazy bastard. I mean, so you, right. that's it. You just I hope to... you're listening, you crazy bastard. I'm not going to say your name, but we are very sad. <laughs> yeah, we're very sad about you leaving, sir. But um, yeah, jeez. Anyways, All right. Right. so moving on. Topic let's talk about two. events. You had the second thing. Yeah, let's so, talk about yeah, events. That's, that's a good one. I think that you know, it's. I think again, it depends on your relevant. priority. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very relevant. Obviously, all the events that are coming up, summits. Do you do the summit? Do you not? How do you approach it? How do you get the best activity of it? And everybody, everybody is different, right? Where you know, some people are responsible for AO, right? Other people want influence. Uh, other people want just you know, hey, it's, it's brand awareness and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. I definitely have what I like to get out of it. You know, for me, my customers always Amazon, Amazonians. That's who I want to spend most of my time with. Um, and so those events tend to be heavy on the Amazon side because I want those relationships. And we have a whole cadence that comes behind that. And that's why I do that. But I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts, Mike. 
Well, I was going to say, we do a bunch of events. And and honestly, recently, uh, let's see, two Fridays ago, we did an event with uh, Caddyshack and we got a bunch of partners together and Barless put it all together. And, uh, you know, it was a huge success for what it is. If you know kind of what you're doing, what's the outcomes, the whatever. And then, uh, you know, I think for Barless, uh, he turned a lot of that, like what he's been doing, what he's been doing well. Uh, and just turned it into a nice blog article for the members. So I think that that's that's kind of a good thing. So I mean, I can I can turn the ball over, but I think, you know, we just we just did the boat party event, the Catalina wine mixer. Uh, obviously, we're all planning for reinforce, and then obviously you start planning for stuff now at reinvent because if you're not planning now or a couple months ago, then guess what? Nothing's available, and you're picking second and third tier options for what you want to do to kind of coalesce your customers, prospects, your friends and family at AWS, all that fun stuff. And so Barlow's like, kick it off. Like we just did the effing Catalina wine mixer, right? Like what, what was the thought behind that? What did we do? Um, you know, who'd you get? I mean, we ended up having what, 120 people, right? And, and, and that's, several that's partners. Only, that's only because we left people at the, uh, <laughs> yeah, on shore, the like, um, <laughs> That's so, how it works. That's how it works. You got to get there. So yeah, we did a great job. We we put uh, we we only expected, actually, um, to be honest, I was only expecting eighty people, and I thought it was going to be like, okay, we'll get the eighty people one way or another, and then um, and then thanks to uh, to Angela Triantos getting us into the DM DMB team. Um, next thing you know, the entire DMB West team was like, yeah, we're all coming. Can you handle all of us? And I was like, sure, come on over. And so overnight we went from 90 people, which we were happy with to 188 people, which we were ecstatic about. Um, and, uh, and 128 people showed up. And the only reason we didn't get more is because we closed the dock on the faces of some folks. Unfortunately, sorry about that, but uh in all our messaging we said please be there 15 minutes before because the boat's leaving at five um and then we had you know three hours of you know tia wiggins charles lewis um uh karen uh johnson stringer stringer johnson i can't ever keep those those straight alicia parish KSJ. ksj that's right and we had you know the best time we went we went through uh alcatraz and then under the bridge and it was the most beautiful day even people from san francisco were like we never get to see the bridge this long because of weather and i was amazed to see like whales in the middle of the bay and then sharks eating seagulls and but you know the best part about it i think was uh we prepared the people on the boat to say hey look you're going to listen to some presentations i never in a million years thought that we were going to sell anybody on a partner on that boat and we didn't i am pretty sure but what we did was we earned respect and trust of the aws folks to earn the right to reach out to them after the boat. So the people that did want to pay attention to the messaging were there, but I told them before we even got started, and this is in the article, that, look, we're having this event. We have sponsors. They really want you to get to know what kind of product they have, not only to help them, but also to increase your partner attached. Oh, yeah, there you go. Look at that kind of picture. Oh, man. Why don't I, rinse, well... I don't... I, really I can see that picture. That's really good. Um, and, you know, it's all about, as you can read in the article, the event is great. Getting people there is great. Getting the right people there is great. But it's all about what happens afterwards. And very few companies do that right. A lot of people do it as, a, hey, I got my logo out there. I'm good. 
But if you want ROI, read my article. To read my article, you're going to have to join uh, Caddyshack because I translated half of it into Klingon when I posted it. So the only way that you're going to read the whole article is either learn Klingon, which is really hard, or join Caddyshack, which is free. Yeah, you can use you can also use Google Translate and reverse translate. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, there's always yeah. a, there's always a way. But uh, actually, we, it, the other thing is, I was gonna say, like, of course, I got my blur on, so it's hard to tell. But that's uh, that's one of our sales leaders with uh, with our customer, and same thing is like you know all the partners that were there. So one of the tactics and one of the things we'll talk about events is like. You know, at the end of the day, who do you want to be there? What is the style of this? And this was an event, really, I call these kind of like enablement. It was, you know, nearly, what, 75 plus AWS folks, sales, partner, everyone there. Uh, We had the opportunity. So there was like four or five of us from our company there. And then we brought one of our customers. And he was excited to come anyway. He's in the bays, you know, he's been local. Uh, but also we did a quick introduction, just said kind of what we do, what Lacework does. And then it's like, hey, like say some nice things. And for a couple minutes, he said a bunch of really nice things about us. And what you're getting is you're getting, you know, all those folks at AWS not to listen to like how great we are, but to actually see how we've helped a customer and how they believe in the technology that we're doing to enable them build faster, modernize, all that fun stuff in AWS. And I think that's very powerful and impactful. And you're right, like that'll last a lot longer than us just, you know, going out on a boat and drinking wine together, going out, uh, you know, to an event or buying a steak dinner is, you know, it's one thing to say how great we are and all the customers that we've helped, but it's another when the customer says it themselves. And right, that's a pretty powerful statement. If you find out how you're that resonates really well with AWS. So yeah, I've, I think I've that's got, a good tactic. You know, it's definitely something, a good thing that you did for the kind of for the event. I got, I got two things to say about that. One, that person that you brought uh, from Partech, um, Partech, mm-hmm. when I first joined uh, and you know this, Michael, but our audience and Brett might not know, but when um, I first joined AWS, I was in sales uh, for about five months until I could, finagle my way into partners and um when i was there my first customer was partech so i went to their headquarters in middle of nowhere new york that i was drove through uh from um some place to some place but it was i got to meet their ceo i got to meet all of their cto all of their team and uh i was responsible for their aws spend and now it's grown 10 times and it's it's great to see uh see Jeff and meet him. And it was just a nice full circle for me. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is when I was uh, in New York, uh, every, every Tuesday or Monday, I had this thing called um, sweet and savory Mondays. And I created a a 30 minute time where a a partner could come in and talk to the East coast essays. And they had 30 minutes to showcase the product, make sure that they, they solved a particular problem. The essays loved it. And then the next day, I had them come in for lunch, but they had to bring a customer. That was the rule. You come in for lunch, you got to bring a customer. And if they, for the partner lunches that they didn't bring customers, I noticed that no one paid attention and half the people didn't show up for these lunches. But the ones that I created that had a customer there, all of the district managers made it mandatory 
that their salespeople be in that meeting and they made it mandatory to ask questions. So we had to, you know, stop these meetings after an hour and a half because everyone was asking a lot of questions because, you know, they, they want to know. And so I, I'm a big believer that anytime you do any events, if you can bring your customer to the event, even better and secret. Now it's MDF eligible because you've brought your customer to the event. So that's a pro tip right there. Um, make Bring your customers everywhere you can. Just make sure that the customer loves you and it's not just a customer you just signed because that can backfire big time. Cool. What were the other couple things? Like, uh, again, actually, it turned out you both did both things on the same day. Yeah, uh, and as a partner of Deep Watch, you know, you did something too. But also... I think we find a pattern that those are interesting because now you've got a uh, kind of a contained audience for two or three hours. You know, if there was someone there that you wanted to meet, like the new head of DMB, I got to like say hi, you know, I'm not selling, but it's like you get to connect and, you know, hopefully not talk about work all the time, but at least, you, you know, like there's, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a confined area where it's easy enough to just bounce around, meet a whole bunch of people. No one's going anywhere. And I ended up meeting all kinds of people, and I thought it was great. It was a great day. It was, it was fun because we both had double boat trips, right? We had I, I was running the East Coast one. We were doing deep sea fishing, and Lacework was a sponsor of that too. And that was super fun to put together. And, yeah, and you know, you spend a bunch of time with people on there. It's something really unique. They get to get out of the house, go do something for a while. And we had, ours was during uh, was noon to, you know, between noon and 5 o'clock. And so, you know, it's kind of splitting up the day, and, and people showed up. I'd, I'd say we had – like 85% attendance for all the people that showed up to that too and partners and Amazonians. And it was a magical day. So between looking at whales and dolphins, I think that was a, something that's really easy and repeatable. People do like unique things. I've, I've always talked about things like that um, where I think those, those are really get, get creative with it. You know, think about something that you want to do. You want to go race go-karts. Guess what? Other people do too. You know, like fun stuff, like make. Which we've done. Yep, which we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, make memories where if you're going to do something like as goofy as, you know, another happy hour or a, a CIO roundtable dinner or some crap, like get it, make it interesting. Like I had an event um, at the, actually, I want to say I might have stolen it from Barless, his idea from years ago, but I had a, like a CISO happy hour, but I rented a Frank Lloyd Wright house in Chicago to do it. And like 29 of the 30 CISOs showed up because who's not going to want to have a cocktail, sit around talking smart and intellectual in a freaking Frank Lloyd Wright house. So I think that's always. I think that was probably your idea because I'm not smart enough to come up with a Frank Frank Lloyd Wright. I'd probably come up with a bouncy house, like having drinks in a bouncy house. I'm that guy. You're, you're the more intellectual, (laughs) but I will tell you that one, that one of my favorite events that I've ever done was a CISO round table when I was at armor and we had, who is now, to see CISO for Toyota, um, very nice gentleman. He came up and talked about the evils of third-party vendors and their environments touching your environment and the security that they have. And we did it at the Frisco Gun Club. So first we all came in and we all ate steak dinners while he's talking. And then we got to shoot fully automatic AR-15s in, indoors, by the way. I think I shot the ceiling. And then after that, there's a bar because, you know, it's Texas. There's a bar in the gun gun club. So then we got to drink and it was with the CISO of American Airlines and Southwest Airlines because they wanted to shoot guns because that you got to know your audience. Right. Like if you know your audience, if you're in Texas, 
everyone likes to shoot things, throw a shooting event. Um, yeah. And I think that was one of, one of my favorites. Although I, I will, I got, I got a good one too. Hats I'll off to it. my Canadian team. A lot of them, you know, love hockey and don't trust play hockey and grew up with hockey. So we did an AWS plus Lacework plus uh, Ops Guru partner. And all the adults that have played hockey over their lifetimes and probably playing adult leagues now, they all suited up from all three partners. We had an ex-NHL player, same thing. And they actually played like a scrimmage fun game wow. with a couple ex-NHL players and then the That's adults great. playing. That and, is a great and then anyone one. who wasn't really into hockey, uh, like came and watched and rooted for you know their their friends and colleagues and then obviously there's a really neat bar at the arena that they did uh kind of like an underground speakeasy yeah underground speakeasy and uh yeah so then the then it carried over like you know to the night and i think those are just you're right know your market kind of know you know what you're who who you're going after and like find find the things and i think a lot of the follow-up is there too that's always the hardest part is like what do you what do you do in many ways you're keeping relationships and these aren't binary. There's not an ROI. So it's like, now that we've had the opportunity to hang out with these folks, like, what are you going to do next? Sometimes it's with prospects and that's great. You're going to go sell to them. Most of the time I found that a lot of the really good events for us is where someone's kind of in our pipeline and they know us as a vendor or we've been doing demos and stuff. And they're now starting to meet us as people. And obviously in that case, you know, I don't feel that we ever sell to anyone, right? You're trying to partner with them. Do I understand the problem you have? And do I have a solution that solves that problem? And, you know, people are going to buy from people and solutions and folks that they trust and believe are in the boat with them. And so in many ways, these are the kind of things that you can think about injecting into your sales processes where you start to humanize or get to know people or get to understand their problem a little bit more in a setting that's not just corporate America. I love it. And it you know, because you can have a relationship, and like I said, know your market, know your demographic, your people. Uh, obviously, deep sea fishing in Tampa is, is always going to be a win. People love coming up for that, right? It's like, yeah, duh. Um, you know, our headquarters is there, and so it just makes sense. But then, you know, it it, it makes it doesn't really makes it easy when you follow because the first thing everybody wants to talk about is like how much fun they had having beers and catching mm-hmm. you know, snapper and grouper and all, you know, and not having to work that day, right? So it, it, it's just so much more comfortable. And it's like, oh, yeah, here's my account list. Yeah, let's figure out who, who we can get you into. It's just exactly. So Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's it's like it always feels like, you know, enemy number one. Like, OK, we're on a Zoom call. What do you want from me? I'm not going to give you anything. It's just it's such a game changer once you have the rapport by doing just, you know, being people, right? Being people. And we get we get way take off our business hat. Right, row. Not good. Yeah. And the show must go on. And he's frozen. So, I mean, other than, so other than the events, I mean, we, we talked about that. Is there anything kind of to tie it in a bow or just you've well, been I, doing these now at scale? I mean, we're yeah. spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on these things now. Yeah. Um, you know, anything to kind of like on the back end, like when you've been organizing these, just how to keep your ducks in a line or or the same thing, just tie tie the subject up. Well, I, you know, the, the, the thing that I find is, um, is frustrating, like I said before, is the lack of follow-up from partners. They spend the money, they do all of the work. And, you know, when I was at the South by Southwest event in Austin, um, the account executives there were like, hey, I love you guys. You guys aren't just like the regular people that just throw stupid events. You guys throw great events. What can I do to make your life easier? Do you want account map? And I'm like, well, 
I don't, but my sponsors would love to. And so I would push them off. And a lot of times, you know, sponsor, I'm not going to name names, but sponsors don't follow up on the money that they spend. And that's unfortunate because you spend this money. It's not just a logo. I would much rather, you know, sponsors go in and follow up and, and do all of the right stuff. And remember, uh, especially with us, we take uh, camera pictures, uh, have a photographer at all our events. So everyone wants to see those pictures. So we provide those pictures back in. Um, and the only way to get those pictures is to log on to one of the sponsors pages because I don't post them not for a week. So uh, I back. think follow up is back. There he is. There he is. I was just talking about the follow up being really important with pictures and things like that. But I'm also going to I'm also going to post something on the screen so you guys can see what we're doing next, if that's OK. So just a little shameless plug. I don't know if y'all can see, but uh, this is the shameless plug of the next next account. And we're, we ha still have more sponsors coming in. Um, and uh, Merritt Bear and Jack Marchetti are, are going to be the co-announcers, uh, uh, MCs, if you will. Uh, Jack is on Merritt's team, and they want to have a quick conversation. And we'll be having a quick conversation about the power of music and how it brings everyone together uh, in, in technology. And then afterwards, we're going to have Tone Loke and Warren G. So I think this is going to be a phenomenal thing. Everyone is super duper duper excited about it. And um, yeah, life's going nice. to be so good. Love it. Yeah. You've got Golden Merritt Bear there. Off this CISO. She's fantastic. So she's going to be great giving the presentation, kind of kicking the thing off. So I love that. Fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's yeah. food, it's House of Blues, uh, and it's, it's not too far from the convention center. It's across the street from Disney World. So if there just happens to be any other events that you think and, you might want to go to. maybe not so shameless plug, but I think we're still looking for other sponsors if anyone wants to, Caddyshack or non-Caddyshack members. We are. We've got a couple people that are looking at uh, – at this and and it should be nice and of course the 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 title sponsor will take over where you see Caddyshack and uh, and awesome, but you know I I really want to talk I know we're going a little bit past our usual thirty minutes but I want to talk about this and I think this is really important for uh, the reinvent which is the last topic that we have why are you why not doing reinvent I think if you're going to pitch a topic or you're going to pitch a an event to your bosses or you're going to do anything at reinvent or actually any summit. I think one of the most important things is that there's actual ROI involved in your event, right? I think that none of us will all, I'll say I'm guilty as well, have really pushed for an actual sales ROI on our event because we're guilty of that because, I mean, you know. I do. I track, I track 10x well, for all we spend. Yeah, and, and that's great. But I'm talking about an actual mechanism built into the event, not not yeah. how many deals come from it. But I'm like, so and and I agree you do that that's fantastic but what I was thinking and we need to make sure that on all our events we're doing this we're doing it with this event as well um which is you can't get a ticket to the event unless when you register you register for a webinar for one of the sponsors that's going to happen the week after that event now they can show up or they don't have to show up but the fact that they do have that on their calendar and they are listed um, means that the sponsor can email you and say, hey, look, don't forget your webinars tomorrow. We're going to be giving away stuff every 15 minutes, which I highly recommend. And you could win it just by answering a single question on Chime. Great, fantastic. Yeah. But that's only part of it. The other part of it is making them come to your booth to get the ticket for your event. 
So now not only have they clicked on it, they've clicked on, on your webinar. So they're already scheduled. They're picking up physically a ticket from your booth to go to an event that you get to hang out with them. Whether you use this for prospects or you use this to, you know, find other ones. Now it's an actual vehicle. And I think AWS has really appreciated that we're going to be doing this. And it seems to be a revolutionary way of how to do events. So I think that is super important. And if you're not going to do that for reInvent, I think you're kicking yourself in the foot. Um, so that's my two cents. What do you all think? I don't like to kick myself no. in the foot for. Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, it feels great. No, I think I think it makes sense. Like again, we 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 do multiple events, and 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 I think getting someone also it's a pretty low key. Like this one's at Reinforce. We've got a whole bunch of people. We got a big booth. We got whatever giveaways, t-shirts, socks, you know, whatever tchotchke we're giving away. Plus we got demo stations set up. So if you're just curious to see what we do, have a quick conversation while you're grabbing your wristband, or your ticket. I just think it like it, it is, it kind of connects it all around. It, it adds the human and it, it starts to understand what you're doing. And a lot of this, when you think of the top of the phone, you think of these marketing events, like no one's selling anything. We're just trying to get to know you and we're trying to explain kind of what we do and how we've helped other people. So in many ways, it's it's just, you know, people, they, you know, like this is really just getting to know people and just kind of starting things out pretty early. So I find in many ways that's that's really what it is and what's your expectations for this. Yeah, of course, like we're trying to spend money to make money, but also there's, you know, we'll do stuff that's like I mentioned, enablement and relationship building. That's stuff with all of AWS. I'm not expecting an ROI on that stuff. It's because I work with them on things and we're going to continue to work on things in the future. And so I don't want to try to tie an ROI to that. Or we do other things that, you know, it's just branding, visibility. Um, you know, there's not necessarily just have to be okay with that. It's just not really an ROI type of thing. But, you know, to stay top of mind and to kind of... And then over time, there's the other stuff that are very, very specific. You're definitely trying to, you know, generate business from... Um, and that's just very different. And yeah, I I think our best is like we we think about a 10x ROI. Um, also, that's kind of the standard when you get closer and closer. You work with the marketing teams at AWS with things around MDF, like marketing development funds. Like everyone wants to see that. Don't just do it for no reason. Let's have intention. Yes. Let's drive this demand gen or whatever else. Let's drive it to return. Again, you're tracking top of the funnel, you're tracking marketing qualified leads, sales qualified leads down into opportunities and opportunities hopefully eventually turn into revenue. So there is a there's a science to the madness. It's not all parties and having a good time. Like obviously this is to get to revenue and grow your business. But at the very beginning, I think I agree, these experience are things that you remember. Um so get creative. Um and I think, you know, unless you guys had anything else, I think that kind of ties up the subject. Yeah, it's staying relevant. I, I'd say that was kind of my last note with this. That's, you know, it, I definitely go towards these things with intent every single time. And it is about, you know, influence, enablement, pipeline, a combination of whatever we, that it all leads. We have a path that we're going down. And because, you know, in the, the creative, the more creative you can get to have memorable events, I think that's super, super important because half of our job here is, you know, not only fighting and evangelizing why we're doing this with AWS internally, but also staying relevant to AWS sellers, because they've got, you know, there's 1,100 partners in ISV Accelerate and SRP, and plus another couple thousand CPs and SIs, and they're all fighting for their time and trying to be memorable and build those relationships. 
So I think, you know, the more we can do things like this, they, that's that's literally half the fight. We can, they can't be responsible for remembering everything we do. And I actually had a note from a guy last week saying, uh, hey, can you send me some of those email scripts to, so I can do the outreach? And, and you know, he, he goes, look, sorry, I, I probably talked to 100 other partners. I can't remember what everybody does. And it, it was just, you know, one of those nice, kind reminders that they, they've got a serious fight in front of them. You know, there's so many partners that do lots of things really, really well. And um, it's hard to remember even half of them. And that's on top of the 275 products that they have to sell, right? That they're super focused on, much less bringing in a partner. And um, and a lot of the partners, you know, honestly, just tear the Band-Aid off. They have no idea how to work with AWS. They don't get it. It takes a lot of fights. Uh, it's a lot of distractions. And you know, that's why that's why I do these things. That's why we all do these things. You know, it, it is to keep the relationships. It's to stay relevant. And it's just one of those other memorable touch points. And now you've got a relationship with as many sellers and leaders of leaders and ISMs and PSMs and XSMs and any other overlay that goes across there just to keep the relationship moving really, really fast. And that was always been part of our success from the alert logic days to now the deep watch days. And I know it's also part of the, the big regime of lace work and how you guys have been super successful with that too. So just wanted to yeah. kind of drill down a little bit on that one. Actually to switch topics too, I was going to say um, th- there was a, you know, there was a metric that I've known for a couple months, but I, but I was surprised I was at RSA this week and, you know, again, a big security show. Mm-hmm. Uh, AWS isn't there, but you'd be surprised how many AWS meetings I had. And I walked over to market was in the start, you know, in the building there too. Um, but like we've been doing this and alliances is still new or the marketplace has been around for a while. Like, you know, what, what guests, and I've asked a lot of people this, what are two guests that write, but most don't like of all it spend and all the workloads in the world, you know, how much, what percentage do you think is actually in a, public cloud today oh of the entire world i've heard, maybe I've heard a lot a lot of different 15%. numbers 15 percent is, is what is what i'm going to go with 15 yeah, maybe 20 percent. now you're you're square on so like again you know ruba was talking about this the other day and that was the slide i pulled it from but you know it's like 15 percent. now you don't get to 100 you get to 40 or maybe 50 at some point but you just remember that like as big as this thing is and how a decade plus that it's been going on, you're in like, you know, you were going to go baseball tonight. You're in like the bottom of the second, maybe, right? Yeah. You just got like a long way to go. And so it just blows my mind that AWS, the largest, you know, market share of that cloud, 15% is an $82 billion run rate business. 85. Right. Yeah, okay. There you go. Even crazier. Kind of <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's, that's, um, exactly like, how that's it. So it's like yeah. this stuff is just big and getting bigger. And look, there's a lot of these big SIs and GSIs and, you know, value added resellers. A lot of these companies are trying to move people to the cloud. And I've realized a lot of ISVs like us and a lot of the folks from Caddyshack, it's like, we're the enablers to that. We might be the, you know, the grease that kind of helps things move along or got all these workloads in the cloud and I'm moving them to a public cloud and, and like we're great at cloud security. So we're part of that landing zone. So I think in many ways, like to tie this back, it's still early. And so when we talked about your superpower and figuring out how you're helping, like you got to do this over and over, but like it blows my mind to think that like there's still a decade plus of this migration and digital transformation and stuff happening. And so there's a lot of time to learn this stuff, but there's a lot of room for everyone to win kind of here as things change and evolve. 
I and, and that's why I see, and I commend you for the things I've seen you do too, you know, in, in like even our community. And that's how I frame it up to people. Like there, this is an $85 billion pie. There's plenty of pie for everybody. Let's just help each other a little here, even if they're competitors. I mean, like I spend lots of time with other MDRs and kind of help them understand little things here and there. And, and I've seen other, and I love it because I see other partners, seen yourself help and really step in and lean in because of that, because we know that, like you said, like those two stats, right? $85 billion pie. And that's only 15% of, of the world's hosting yeah. that on that direction. And they're, they're, yeah, they're just barely getting yeah. started. It, it's amazing. This week, I, this week I had a drink with two competitors, my peers over there and we talk and we have a good time and we can share as much as we want to share with each other. But the reality is we both, you know, have to spin this flywheel and understand what's working, what's not. And so you're just kind of, you know, at the end of the day, you're right. It's a whole community. And that's what I've really liked about Caddyshack and, you know, kind of giving back in many ways. So um, anything else hot top of mind that we wanted to talk about? Because I know just from a timing perspective, you know, kind of get in, have some things that are relevant, want to keep these more frequent. No, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, you know, I, I could definitely drill down on, on so many different subjects, but it's, you know, thinking time constraint though. I do, I want to spend a little more time on that next time too. I want to talk about like, like divisional placement, right. And like, what are some of the things you can do with your PDM to help you understand like where you really go through? Like, and I'll, I'll just give a little highlight on that one too. Kind of like I already pretty much knew kind of did some analyzation and really knew where we were at, but for shits and giggles, I pulled my whole pipeline and I sent it to my PDM, all my existing customers. And I said, hey, can you tell me exactly what category all of these customers are in? And I loved it. It was like this beautiful outcome. And I found, of course, we were like 75% enterprise. But, you know, we had a couple like a couple of startups in there, a couple um, SME core, you know, and that's been interesting because it's the kind of seeing that 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 type of stuff. I didn't realize they changed up the um, SMB to, and actually have, 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 they have a kind of a commercial level inside of AWS now. And so it was a good exercise, but it really, again, helps me understand where I need to be spending my time uh, and not wasting uh, somebody else's time. I don't know why we think alike, but I did that exactly. We had 750 <laughs> joint wins last year. I ran all those wins against the same thing to figure out that. But also remember this year, there's vertical segmentation. So those yeah. teams are a little different. It's not just enterprise. It could be enterprise healthcare, life sciences. And so I wanted to know, you know, back into, hey, did these things move into verticals? Can I start to cluster some of these wins to figure out people, placements, that kind of stuff? So, yeah, no, I think that's a great, like, how you do, like, once you get going, now you can start applying strategy and tactics to how you want to move this forward. And I think, you know, you and I are at a place where it's like, okay, chapter one, chapter two, these things are built, but now it's like, oh, how do I go lift this up? And how do I go lift, like raise this up and start to do things that are a little bit more proactive and a little bit more intentional? You're so smart, Silver Fox. Silver Fox, <laughs> yes. No, All right, uh, next I just, time I also- I listen to you guys. I also want to bring in a, uh, if we can find maybe a founder of an SI, uh, bring them in to kind yeah. of talk to us about um, mixing with some ISVs because we've all heard from uh, AWS managers. And as you know, Michael, right. um, yeah. SIs are the future for where they're leaning. So if we can maybe think about and that. And I think a lot of the topics too is like comment on our, our stuff. Like what do you guys want to hear about? I think we're yeah. at the point where the goal was to kind of lay the foundations, explain kind of some of these dark arts, things that you could go read the APN guides that like it won't make sense and it won't connect the dots. That was the goal. But now I think in many ways, this community could start driving some of the 
some of the discussions and kind of things that are relevant or things that have struggled with. I know I kind of, I don't always keep the best track, but most of the questions that I get asked are not what they're how, like, no. how did you talk about marketplace with your CEO, CRO, CFO? How did you like, and it, it's really these like situational you know, things. And I think a lot of that. So I think those are great topics too, but I think let's just let the community, um, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever. I know we post this in multiple places, uh, you know, reach out to us, send us some topics you want to hear for in future episodes. So yeah. with that being said, and join Caddyshack. Right on time. Yeah. Join Caddyshack. D-A-D-Y-S-H-A-C-K-G.com. So yeah, join. Great to talk to you guys in another successful episode. Peace. Thanks everybody.